warmed up here, I certainly, most definitely, have a little itsy bit of coffee, 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 got, got coffee cranking through my sis, I got coffee cranking through my sis, got coffee cranking through my sis, I got coffee cranking through my sis, oh no, you guys, <gasps> This is it. <laughs> I made it. I thought that was the end for old Chelky Pirelli. A lot on my mind today. My heart is with the New Yorkers that I know and love that are weathering Sandy. And it's really weird to be doing this podcast because I know it won't be out for a week. So by that time, it will be extremely not topical. Uh, it's like I, I might as well be talking about the bubonic plague. <laughs> the way the news cycle works now. Who's with me? Stand up if you're with me. Snap if you're with me. Stand up if you're with me. Snap if you're with me. Yeah! What if, what if half of New York died and I just don't know it at this time? God, this would be insensitive and we'll have no way to edit anything out. So what a, in advance, I apologize if something truly tragic transpires tonight. The night that st- storm, st- storm Sandy is predicted to hit my nephews, my mother and my brother all in New York right now. Uh, but what can you do when you're in sunny Los Angeles? Coffee pulsating through all your system. (laughs) Oh, God, you guys. Uh, It's hard not to always read, you know, stuff that people say online. I was curious about different uh, media outlets, what they might think of the podcast. Did peruse one write-up that I didn't care for particularly trying not to fixate on that because I do know in my heart I am one of the greats. Uh, I didn't, they described me as an insult comic and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, you fucking pussy? What are you talking about, you little puss puss? You think I'm an insult comic, you fat fucking weirdo? Come on, dude. It's like everyone calls him like, hey, shut up, fatty. P.S. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in like involved conversations with people about their pet goats. How is that not seen as a loving interaction? Oh, you guys. So misunderstood. But that's the great, great beauty of being someone who puts yourself out there and just says, you know what? Not everyone's going to like it. But those of you who do. Mm, Thank you. of you who don't you want to criticize something criticize these nuts (laughs) fuck you (laughs) podcast over jk let's take some calls uh i gotta oh that's what i let's see what this call is call from calvin calvin this is chels do you want a topic do you have a topic or do you have a question i have i've got topics like you've never heard of i have a list in front of me So which one would you like? Would you like me to just start? 
and, and yes. you can choose? Pick yeah, and choose? we can go rapid fire through them. I'll answer whatever you have to say. Okay, I've got cereal um, is my first topic. What is it? Cereal? Cereal. I love cereal. It's like crack, right? What's your favorite cereal, if I may ask a personal question? <sighs> so personal. Honey Bunches of Oats is my go-to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, next topic, girls giving out their number to guys. What about it? Is like, like, where are we with that now? Like, it's 2012. <laughs> I just wanted your advice. Like, is that cool? I mean, are you getting numbers from girls? Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's never that, you know, it's always, like, creepy ones, you know? I mean, like, no offense or anything, but, like, you know, they're not usually too attractive. Why is this no offense? Are you trying to make a joke that I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant, like, just as, you know, women, you know, and then women are trying to be, like, all strong and, like, powerful when they mm-hmm. hand out their numbers, but it's, like, I feel like it's usually not, mm-hmm. not the ones I'm going to go out on a limb and say I do feel like you're trying to make a joke. What's your no, next I'm be, topic? I'm being serious. What's like, your I next just, topic? I've never received a number from a girl who I wanted to call. Oh, so as you're calling me now, you're making the point that you've gotten the number. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh. <laughs> Wait. I really did not think of that. Let's share a laugh together. <laughs> you're making fun of me. What's, what's next on your list? Um, uh, fake tanning. Fake tanning. I've never done it. I have to say, okay, I was wondering. I'm interested. No, I'm just kidding. I don't get what your joke was. What's the joke there? I, I didn't really think that you fake tan. You don't look like you fake tan. Oh, okay. So again, you're trying to get a little sassy dig in. I'm not attractive <sighs> and I'm pale. Anything else on your list? You're really getting me. You're getting me Am good. I'm just trying. we're just um, neck and well, neck um, with your little witticism. Go dancing. Do you, do you do that at a gay club where you work? Maybe. Okay. Well, I would love to see video. If you have any, please tweet it to me, the URL. I will check it out. I can get back to you. You seem incredibly cool, laid back, down to earth, nice. However, ding, 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 ding. Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. Woo! That was like a motherfucking roller coaster. I would rather someone just says, you're ugly. You're pale than trying to do these little, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was, oh, my God, oh, whoopsie, I said you're ugly, oops-a-doozy. Come on, dog, takes one to nail one, my friend. My little friend. I like how he's like, what's up with girls giving out their number? It's like, come on, dude, no girl is reaching out to you. Call from... Kevin Porter. Kevin? Hello? Hey, Kev. It's Chels. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Chelsea? Pretty good. Did you have a topic? Do you want a topic or do you have a question? Uh, I didn't have a topic in particular. I just wanted to see how you were doing. Are you a horse owner? I'm not, no. Do you like horses? Uh... I I don't hate them. They kind of smell weird. I might like the idea of horses better than actual horses, though. Have you ever heard a horse chewing carrots, though? 
No. Is it good? It's so good. I feel like that would be like a good depression cure. It would work for anyone. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, the topic today is makeup. Do you like makeup on girls? Uh yeah, I mean, I'm. I won't. Uh, I know your bit. You got the bit about um, guys commenting on Instagram photos about how they actually like the girls better without makeup. Right. But you know, I, I can I can do it. I can do it both ways. I mean, it it depends for sure. But uh, yeah, I like it on girls. And I like it not on girls. Like, yeah. My experience is that people always like when you're involved with a the guy, they're always like, I don't like makeup. But you always met them when you were like wearing makeup. So I right. feel like guys do like makeup, but once you get involved with them, they always say they don't. <laughs> no, that that might be the case. But no, I, I if I'm being honest, yes, makeup is makeup is good. <laughs> I enjoy a good girl with good makeup. Not too much, like don't look like a clown or whatever. But yeah, you know, makeup's good. That's the only way I know. I like to do is to two. look like a clown. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I like to do two cherry red rouge circles. And then a very, oh and then a very, very sad frowny face, clown face, and then hit the clubs hard. <laughs> How does that work out for you? What kind of guys do you get doing I, that? I remain single, but oh, I have. I'm sorry. Are, have are you? A lot of fun. Are, do you, do I have you like a lot being of fun? I have so much fun in this world. Do I like it? I honestly, I do enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot of things that I, I feel like lifestyle things that once I get in a relationship, those things seem to always get worse. I read a study that married women are less happy than single women. Oh, that's a bummer. So yeah. do you think you would ever get married, Chelsea? I mean, I would like to, I think. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to envision who that person would be. Would you? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'd enjoy being married. Why? Uh, just, I... I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I guess I'm, oh gosh, I'm about to sound like a parody of a character you do or something, which is like, I, I am kind of romantic and, and I like the idea of, of commitment and, and, and I, I just think those, there's some sweet things about marriage that, that kind of get lost when we, especially when we talk about it now. But, um, but yeah, I think I would really enjoy being married. You know what? I would never make fun of that. I think that's cool. I like romantics. Why do you think I wouldn't um, like that? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like <laughs> I don't want to come off as like someone that like, oh, well, I actually, you know, like saying something I don't mean and ju just for the sake of getting a, a positive reaction. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. Sorry, I was reading a tweet. <laughs> that is, that's so horrible. <laughs> that's okay. um, it but, wasn't that interesting. <laughs> but I do think like, no, I think like, you know, in an ideal situation, my grandparents were married 50 years, you know, I think their marriage was cool. They were friends. They had like, you know, a garden together where like my grandmother grew like all these beautiful roses. My grandfather grew tomatoes and they worked in the yard together. Like they had certain bonding things and she cooked really good food. They had a nice life. They built their dream mm -hmm. house. You know, I think it's harder to imagine it in New York or LA where I just feel like everyone's just not, I don't know. Everyone's so ambitious, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's uh, just, just speaking from my perspective, it's, it's a little different. I actually, um, there, I, I go to, I'm, uh, how do I say, I'm a Christian and I, I go to this church in Hollywood where you people do? seem to be getting, I'm sorry? 
You're a Christian in Hollywood. I feel like that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it actually does end up being pretty interesting. But uh, what I was going to say is, for me, it seems like, especially around this time of year, just with friends getting married and stuff, I feel like I'm going to weddings just about every other every other weekend, pretty much. So, so for me, marriage, it's not that hard to, uh, to right. imagine in Hollywood right, because right. of that. Now, do you forn- do you not fornicate? Uh, I do not. No. So you're going to be, that- you're going to be married to someone. It's going to be your first time. I, that is, <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah, I think so. How old are you? I am 23 as of last week. I mean, I have to say, this is borderline a jackpot. I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet, but I do think that's pretty fascinating. (laughs) Like a Christian virgin in Hollywood who believes in love. Like who's what kind of woman do you want to be with? An actress like everyone else in Hollywood? Oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, uh, in fact, I feel like I, I might bag on actresses too much, actually. But um, um, no, no, probably not an actress. I think someone who's just like, I, honestly, and I'm going to, again, I'm not trying to sound like a parody of, of a guy, but just like, I feel like I would enjoy, I, first of all, someone I can really laugh with, like, honestly, like legitimately laugh with, not someone who just laughs at me doing stupid <laughs> stuff. But, um, you know, so I can laugh with someone who, you know, honestly has the same values and not things exactly the same I do, like they're just like a clone of me. But, um, you know, someone who has a heart for service and, and has a heart for other people and loves people. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so just someone, you know, someone I can partner in life with. When yeah. you go to a, like... Is it a sermon? <laughs> when you go to services in Los Angeles, do they talk about like Hollywood stuff in your church? Uh, yeah. I mean, what what would be your kind of definition of talking about Hollywood stuff? Well, I'm just always amazed in LA how entertainment infiltrates everything. Like when I was looking for a therapist, it was like on the websites of therapists, they'd be like, experience with celebrities. And I'd be like, okay, not, not going to go there. <laughs> And then there would be, uh, you know, like in doctor's offices, there'll be pictures of celebrities in the on the walls, like old timey celebrities. I just feel like it infiltrates everything. So I wondered if there's sermons that are about like <clears throat> celebrity culture or like things that maybe affect L.A. Christians more than non-L.A. Christians. Yeah, well, I think um, and just from a broad perspective, I think, you know, good, good pastors and, and ministers try to tailor their, their, um, you know, just like a comedian would try to tailor their, their sermon, like a comedian would tailor their set for their audience. So I think oftentimes it's not forced into it. Um, it's not like, so let's do a sermon all about, you know, <laughs> Twilight or whatever, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, cool. does, it does come up. <laughs> it, it, uh, and, and just with this particular LA being kind of image obsessed and, and, um, and not even just physically, but just like identity obsessed, finding identity in yeah. work, finding identity in, in what you do uh, rather than who you are, if do that they, makes sense. Do they ever talk about Scientology? Do they ever address that competitor? <laughs> uh, n- no, there, I can't. I can't recall an instance in which um, in which we address Scientology in the sermon, no. Have you ever met anyone, though, who, like, became a Scientologist and then they came back to the church or something? No, I haven't heard any of those stories. I'd be interested to, because 
Scientology is for sure an interesting, an interesting religion. I've met very nice Scientologists, so I don't think they're lunatics. I don't think. I mean, yay, Scientologists! <laughs> Believe me, Scientology and Christianity are both wonderful. Looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. That was, it is kind of interesting. I forget that there is like deeper spiritual things going on in Los Angeles. I know that everyone wears prayer bead, like, uh, you know, bracelets and meditates and stuff, but I forget that there's some of the classics going on as well. Aaron? Hello? Hello? Yes. What's up, Chelsea? What's up? How are you? Do you have a question, a topic, or do you want a topic? Um, let's talk NBA. Okay, let's get into it. Are you freaking out about James Harden? What happened? I know, that is pretty crazy, but I'm more worried about what's going to go down with Good- Portland versus Lakers. Oh, Who's going to win? I mean, I don't know. I want to say, like, what's, how do you pronounce that guy's name? Gaudelock? 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 Uh, yeah, I think that's about were you, it. Were you sad to see him go? Uh, no. Why doesn't anyone care? I thought he was cool. I don't know. And did What's you, your opinion on Kyle Gasol? Well, I mean, you know my opinion. I love that motherfucker. Is he your favorite? <sighs> He's one of them, certainly. I think, like, to me, basketball, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit, I am a girl. I don't know a lot of the technicalities of the sport. I don't have a franchise loyalty. I like both the Clippers and the Lakers. A lot of things that, you know, true sports fanatics look down upon. I like the person. No, I like that. Oh, I you like do? That respectable oh okay thanks well i i just feel like a lot of times people are like, you have to choose and you have to have a certain loyalty and blah 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 and there's just stuff i'm still learning about the game but i like the personalities and all the drama um and just you know pal gasol just says always his tweets i love to no end they're just in he tweets <laughs> he's bilingual so he tweets in spanish and english he has like a sunday school vibe to everything he says he's always he's always like filled with wonder and the most polite tweets ever he's like today we're on an airplane exclamation point it's like reading a children's story every time he tweets and i just like love remember that one game last like in the playoffs where he went crazy and he like was just really aggressive for one game. Yeah, I was so I, <laughs> I was so riled up for him, and just like how everyone calls him <laughs> soft all the time. And it is know. nice seeing like a good play, a good guy do good. Yeah, and then just like I, I always feel, you know, the whole like he's like on the Lakers, so people hate him because he's on this team that everyone hates for various reasons. But he's also weirdly like an underdog where everyone seems to root against him. And everyone always talks yeah. about his appearance, which I'm just like, get off his dick. Just let the man play the sport. You know what I mean? Do you think you like soup? Probably. <laughs> the soup is delicious. No, you are about to get a fucking no, button wait, pushed. Let me, You're let extremely me corny to me. Soup. You're extremely Can- corny to me. <laughs> okay, yes. Canned soup is terrible. True. Canned soup is terrible, but a good soup made from like a restaurant is delicious. Canned <laughs> soup is really, really bad. Might be the worst like microwavable food out you, there. You don't want to start this war, dog. 
You don't want to start. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I will tell you a secret just because it's just between you and me and no one else is listening. I actually do like some soup. <laughs> Soup is delicious. There's a, this is, oh my God, my engineer is looking at me like I fucking said I started World War II. But here's the thing. Across the board, I will always crave something other than soup because I like to arrange bites with different textures and flavors and variety. Oh my God, he's looking at me so crazy. But I'm just. That's why you just need a side cup, a side cup of soup. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's only once in a blue moon. It's like Indian food. You know, a lot of you guys are going to get crazy about that. I don't love Indian food. Indian food is not in my top five food genres okay no but, no way right like it's gonna be italian it's gonna be japanese it's gonna be mediterranean then we'll go to ethnic we'll go to mexican i guess those are ethnic but mexican and chinese next uh yeah what where's where's american food though good Dom- barbecue dominican or american american uh, yeah, that's stuff I love. Like, I love mac and cheese and all that. But a lot of it is so heavy that I can't crave yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't crave it constantly. I lo- You know, I love all that food, but I do feel like dying after I eat a lot of it. Are you a healthy eater? <laughs> Dude, I've been eating... Like, this last weekend, I was on the road, and I ate at IHOP twice. Now, I was not really raised eating in, like, tons of fast food and chain restaurants. IHOP is so fucking good. It is crazy. No. (laughs) I mean... I'm headed there right now. I'm headed to IHOP right now. Do you know for $6, I got these potatoes all fried up with like cheddar cheese, sour cream, bacon, scallions. That was served with scrambled eggs. And on top of that, a side of a strawberry crepe filled with custard or some shit. And that was, all, that was all $6. See, I think IHOP's good. I think Denny's is good. I, I didn't try those for years because I was like, no, no way. And then right. just like a year ago, I went to Denny's and I was like, why does everyone rag on this? It's I know. Delicious. And I cheap. know. It is crazy when you just go, oh, my God, the people are right. The people are right. But anyway, my point, we got off topic. My point is it's like I eat healthy, like generally, but if I get off on the wrong foot, it's really hard because your taste changes. You're like, oh, I'm used um, to eating sour cream. I want that all the time. Right there with you. Anyway, well, so I got to get back to uh, work here. Oh my god, I hate it when I hate it when a what? caller I hate it when a caller ends the call. Wait, uh, I. Ding 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 ding. Uh oh, looks like we're out of time. Good <laughs> Soup sitch 2012 hashtag. Soup sitch 2012. <laughs> You know what? Now I feel... Ugh. Anyway, the thing is, some soups are good. Like, there's one at this place by my house that I like that's, you know, not creamy in any way. Sometimes a chicken soup is all right. But my point being, it's never going to be in my top 50 food preferences. Once in a blue moon. Call right? from... I only admit that because I'm fine being vulnerable. Spencer. Spencer. Accept, press- Spencer. Spence. What's up, Chelsea? Spencer, Spencer. 
<laughs> if you were a dog, that's how I'd talk to you. Spencer! 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 Hey, you little Spence! Interesting. Interesting. How would you talk to me if I was a dog? The setup to a thousand jokes. Say what? I said, how how do you talk to dogs? How do I talk to dogs? Um, If you were a comedian, you'd be like, I'm doing it right now. Boom. Then I would be like, you got me fair and square. You got me fair and square. Spencer! I actually probably yell at dogs more than I actually talk to them. Are you a dog trainer? I don't know why. I'm not, but I do have a dog. Do you like makeup on girls? Like a lot or just like a little? You tell me, boo I don't want like a powder face. Like if some like, if like, let's say two girls get in a fight and one like hits the other one, if like makeup comes off, that's too much. That's very elaborate what you've envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a stroke. No. Where, where are you calling out of what, that your people are in so much strife? No, I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, shit. Spencer, we're neighbors. I know. I know. Oh, look, you're but getting... Still, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Yeah, I, I, my theory is that guys always say when you're involved with them, they're like, I don't like makeup. I think because they don't like waiting for you to do your makeup. And then they don't want you going out and makeup looking hot or whatever. Meanwhile, when they met you, you were wearing makeup and they liked you then. So... What do you think? I think that's true, but I also sometimes like, all right, like let's say you go out with a girl or whatever, and like she's, I guess, I guess like nervous per se. Mm-hmm. Then she tends to put on like too much makeup sometimes, and it's like kind of like forces the guy to like take a step back and be like, like, uh, like is this who I want to be with or stuff like that. You so, don't like it if like a girl uh, smiles shyly at your dinner date and a chunk of blush falls off her cheek <laughs> <laughs> into her salad. That's when like a, that's why I just like I just open my wall, put down some money, and like walk out. Like I'm dead <laughs> done. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it is. I I do like for me, like I used to have a joke about how I wish I could have a beard. I would love, you know, to always be wearing like a a beanie down half my face. Like I love anything where I can hide my face. So sometimes I probably do overdo it on makeup because I'm just like, let me just hide behind something, you know? Right, right. Do you not relate to that? No, well, I do. It's kind of like, so you can like, Kind of be hidden, kind of like sunglasses. Yeah. Like yeah, but I don't look good in sunglasses. So it's like, I'm like, what do I do? Do I grow my eyebrows out? You know, I don't have my, do I do a heavy bang? What can I do Wait, in so which. Do your, do your eyebrows like excessively grow? Because like, <laughs> mine don't no, grow out. No, like, they don't. That was just a, a light, humorous remark. Okay. But I'm my point being. No, I know. Trust me, I don't want that to change. I want to stay right up on that pedestal. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, I would love if I could go out in a robe and slippers and like a beanie with you know like Kurt Cobain hair like all in my face and a beard and patches, eye patches, 
and like carry a mug full of coffee in front of my face. Like, I just want to be a guy. <laughs> I feel like guys don't have to like worry. Like girls, it's like, oh, how's your hair? How's your nails? How's your shoes? How's your this? How's your that? It's like uh, there's so many more things to stress about. And I just feel like no one's looking at like a male comedian or a guy in out in the world going like, oh, his nails are fucked up. Like no one gives a shit. They're just like, what's the content of that motherfucker's character? Right. So you just want to be like a, like a, I guess like a slob or whatever. Like one, like a slob about like your persona, like just like just wear whatever. Yeah. Whenever you want. Yeah. Okay. But I want, I want everyone to do it. I want everyone to do it. Like if every girl just agreed, we are going to give up. We're going to stop trying to attract people through 8,000 different tricks. If every girl just Uh, said, let's skip it. I feel like I'd be so happy. Hmm. Is that, how are you gonna how are you gonna accomplish that goal? How are you gonna I'm get not. All these girls to do that? I'm not. That's the problem. I'll just you know I'm gonna have to suffer through it. <sighs> and do get reincarnated as a male. Yeah. Do you wear sweatpants? Do I wear sweatpants? Mm-hmm. Um. Not really. I don't know. I maybe like from my bed to like downstairs to eat breakfast, but. That's about as far as my sweatpants go. So you've never experienced the true luxury of wearing a sweatpant all over town? No, because like, I guess it's like the same as just like wearing basketball shorts and just putting on some like flip flops or. Are you a Lakers fan? Are you a Lakers fan? My Lakers fan. Uh, I guess I am, but I'm more of a baseball fan. I don't know why I can't get into baseball. It's it's too like everyone's too tiny. Can you? What about all right, if you go to a baseball game and you have decent seats, can you get into that? I don't know. I've never gone to a baseball game with really good seats. I went to see the Oakland A's as a youngster a few times, and I just always feel like all right, I'm eating a hot dog. And there's a line for the bathroom, and those guys are so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> They're so teensy tiny out there. You know, like basketball, so you like, can see them better. So, like, the last time I went to a Laker game, like, were your seats, like, like courtside? Because like, it's still at the top of... They were, yeah, they uh, were close. They were close. I guess that is funny. That's the difference. I'm like saying, (laughs) I'm comparing having good seats with having terrible seats and saying that baseball players are tiny. (laughs) You're right. That is true. Next baseball season, you need to go. Drop some money on like StubHub or something like that. I don't know though. I don't even understand the game. Like, honestly, you have to admit, watching someone dunk is much more entertaining than watching someone hit a home run. Well, it depends who's ducking. If it's like a small white guy, that's not very impressive. But if it's like no, I'm Cody, saying, then yeah. If I'm like saying he does like some amazing like spin or something, yeah, like of course I'm going to be up in the air like cheering. Well, but. it's interesting you're saying Kobe. But listen, the point being, if you take someone who's at the peak of their game in both sports, doing the best move you can do in both sports... It's more exciting to watch someone dunk than to watch someone hit a ball with a bat and then run in a circle. True or false? I'd say in most situations that's going to be true. Yay! (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you for your openness and vulnerability. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go. Call from Phil. Phil? Yeah? What's up, man? How are you? Cho-cho? Phil-Phil? Can I call you Cho-cho? For some reason, yes. I'm going to allow it with you. Okay, it's just, I like that one. I'm only going off pure vibrations. Normally, if someone just said objectively, can a random person call you Chell Chell and you're on board, I would say no. But something in the just the register of your voice, um, I sense a kindred spirit, a silly billy perhaps, and I'm going to allow it. No, this is weird, though. Why did you answer Phil? Because you said your name when, when you left a message. But anyway, listen, Phil... I want to get into the pathos. Well, how do we do that? You have to cry. I need this for my ratings. <laughs> cry and say you don't know. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, when was the last time you cried? Um, you know what's kind of weird? I, get, um, I can cry from my commercial even. I get oh. emotional when I see other people get emotional. Mm, mm. I do that too. Mm-hmm. Last night when the Giants won the World Series, mm-hmm. and you see people get so excited and emotional about something, mm-hmm. like that will cheer me up. Well, next time, can you call in while while someone's crying? <laughs> while someone near you is crying, so we can capture that. I can. I make people cry. Why? How do you make people cry? Well, I've been told I can be kind of an asshole. What, by girls? Yeah. Why? I'm not sure. I'm kind of a... I can be kind of cold. Like, what's an example of something you did where a girl is, like, crying and saying you're an asshole? Like, a girlfriend being sick and asking me to bring her some provisions... And me saying, I can't because I'm watching the baseball game. You know what? I think this is a classic situation in which I hear this come up a lot. And I've been in this situation before. When a guy is sick that I'm seeing, I will always like bring over smoothies and ginger shit and like tea and a soup and things like that. And when really? I'm sick, yeah. Guys don't generally provide that same level of caretaking. No one that I've been romantically involved with, but like my friends have. So I don't know. I, I know that there's guys out there who are capable, who are, you know, kind and caring and nurturing people. But I feel like, you know, I don't know if it's across the board in relationships or whatever, but it seems like men are not always the most natural nurturers. I am definitely not. Why would it be hard for you to bring by a soup if your girlfriend was sick? I mean, what stops you from doing that? Do you think are you actively Only irritated? In the beginning I could do that. Happily. But then what happened? After like a month? Mhm. Then I just don't really feel the need to do that anymore. So it's only when you're trying to get a little P-tang that you're putting in any effort? Yes, pretty much. So why don't you just break up? We still want the pee time, right? Man, this is depressing. <laughs> I also, the way you just said, right? 
at the end to me like you're my professor professor p tank i just uh that that's i mean i just don't understand that i just don't want to be involved with someone like that how old I'm are just, you well i'm just i'm incredibly selfish that's my only right see when you're young i feel like selfish. when you're like in college and guys say stuff like that you're like oh that's intriguing and thank you for your honesty that you're saying you're selfish or guys who are like i'm an asshole i'm telling you i'm an asshole and you're like all right well that's cool you're up front like that man but then as you get older you're just like you know what that's uh, okay cool go do that on your time you know what i mean yeah i don't try to be upfront asshole that's never my but that's that still sucks if you hide that you're an asshole for one month precisely (laughs) i know i'll find my like i will find i try to justify like why i can't bring her soup because I'm watching the baseball game. Right. See, I'm I'd almost... I'm the baseball game and I'm I'd, just like, fuck you, I can't bring you soup. I'm watching a baseball game. What if you sent her soup? You could order it to be delivered to her house. I never thought of that. Right? That would be like, make her happy because she feels like you thought of her and you could stay and watch the game. It's a good idea. Thank you. Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. I would rather be alone for the rest of my life than be with someone who's like halfway what I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like people stay in things where they're not happy. I want it all, you guys. Thank you, as always, for your calls to call Chelsea Peretti at 1-323-989-2435. We love you at the show. We thank you for your stories and contributions. You can always call us on Mondays at 4, 4 to 6 PST. And listen to some other podcasts on feralaudio.com. Little Esther has one, Neil Hamburger. There's some good stuff out there. You got to explore the world. For those of you in New York, I'm going to be there for the New York Comedy Festival, various dates. Those of you in Rhode Island, oh, I'm coming there November 30th to the Comedy Connection for the weekend. So join me. Bye, Rhode Island. Back to the show. Now, let's see what this call is. Call from... Hello? Hello? Who's this, please? Who is this? It's Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Do you have a topic? Do you want a topic? Or do you have a question? I have two questions. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, question one is from my friend in the audience. Just kidding, I'm not in front of an audience, but... She wants to know how you tell a boy to leave you alone because she has a boy that won't leave her alone. How do you tell a boy to leave you alone? Is she really... Yeah, he just won't give it up. Hmm? He just won't give it up. He just keeps on sending those texts. Now, did they ever hook up? Nope. How did he get her number? Um, well, he, he was her RA, her resident assistant here at what? college. That is extremely unacceptable. She should tell him. It? Here's what she should do. She should say, you are my RA. I did not give you my number for any romantic purposes, and I'm going to talk to the college if you keep fucking with me. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, girl, can we go see a movie, or do you want to go to formal with me? And she's like, no, thank you. And he just sends it on a loop, you know, just... 
That's crazy. You, she really, I don't know if she should say she's going to report him, but what I would do if I were her, in all honesty, I would say, I never gave you my number. You're my RA. I'm not interested in dating you. You're great. Thank you. You should tell him to leave, leave you alone. And, yeah, GTFO the planet. That's what she's going to tell him. Well, that's not quite what I said. But anyhow, direct that's communication, clear and direct communication. And there's really nothing he can say to argue with that. He shouldn't have her number for romantic purposes. Now, what's your second question? Second question is, what is your favorite R. Kelly jam? Mm, mm, mm. You know, I would just go with like something really classic. I'm not like, you know, bump and grind. That was before right. all this. Yeah, but you know, before all the scandals came out and you could just still have fun, you know, jerking off really hard to his songs. <laughs> just kidding. But... <laughs> Uh, those were the, oh. those were more innocent times for R, you know, right for, for Mr. Kelly. That's what I like to call it. Honey love. <laughs> yes. There, there, those were times when you could listen to him without that small, dark feeling inside yourself that it was tainted in some way. Right. Right. But that's a great yes, question. What's your favorite? Who's your favorite, uh, R&B singer? My favorite R&B singer is... God, I don't know. I don't really listen to R and B. What? My roommate's obsessed with my roommate's obsessed with two chains, but I don't know if that counts as R and B. Y'all are some real silly billies. Listen, tell her to get that RA out of her phone. Uh, or have him have him call into the show, actually. She should text him my number and say that I'd like to speak with him. Okay. Gotta go. Said okay. okay. Bye y'all. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Call from uh, Cody Wilson. To accept. Hello? Hello. Cody, what's up? Not much. What are you doing? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what I'm up to <laughs> at this time. What's the topic? What if I said I was playing basketball? I'm street, uh, playing a little uh, street ball. I'm in a dunk competition right now. What's up with you? What are you up to? Just hanging out, watching your Gabba Gabba, my toddler. Did you have a close relationship to your grandfather? Oh, um, no, I desperately cried at his funeral though because I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> then I lived at his house. Oh, shit. She needs me. What is happening? Are you a, a stay-at-home dad? Um, no. I'm staying home tonight, I guess. But no, I work during the day. Then my wife works. Uh, some evenings. What do you do? This is one of them. What do I do? Yeah. I work in an airplane part factory. It's kind of Okay, now can boring. I ask you a question? It's actually not boring to me. I always look at airplanes that I fly. I fly frequently. And I look at them, and the parts look like they were made in the 60s on a lot of airplanes. Like... Yeah. Like, I don't know how often they break down, but... I make like a hundred of the same parts every day, so I'm assuming that those things just snap like twigs. I don't know. The, the first time I flew since working there, it was really nerve-wracking because I just kept thinking, someone like me built this. Yeah, that's it's weird. I just feel like it would be comforting to feel that planes were updated and had a sleek 
look you know like cars look different now than they did years ago and i feel like a lot of airplanes you know look exactly the same as they did 20 years ago it's just not i don't know if that's a comforting uh thing i don't know it it was comforting when we landed but flying makes me nervous yeah well anyway thanks for calling That's why Virgin, I think, is so popular right now, Virgin Airlines. It's like their look, it just feels like, okay, this is a plane that was made in the last millennium. Call from... Matthew. Matthew. Chelsea. What's up, dude? Come on, how'd you know it's me? Oh, little birdie told me, listen, uh, do you have a close relationship with your grandfather? I never knew either of my grandfathers. They both died prior to my birth. Does that make you scared you're going to die young? Um, I don't really think about dying too much. You don't? You don't think about... You don't think about death constantly? No, because I I lead sort of a stressful life anyway, so I don't want to add to that pressure. Why do you... What's your life? Why is it stressful? Uh, I'm a, like I'm a law school student, and I work. I try to maintain relationships, stuff like that. I mean, it's, maybe it's not stressful to most people, but for me. Listen, how's your relation? How's your relation going? How's my relation going? It's going. It's going okay, Joe. It's sort of a new relationship. How how deep in are you? How what? How many months or years have you all been together? We've been together for about four weeks. Oh my god! But I, but this is not my like first relationship. This ain't your first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. I tend to go, you know, girl to girl. Not because like. Do you think this one has legs? Do I think what? This relationship has legs. No, I don't. But uh, it's sort of fun, and it's. What, what makes you feel like someone like when do you start to feel like mm, this isn't going to last long versus well maybe this will last a long time uh to me it all boils down to uh intelligence whether i'm like really attractive person otherwise i just sort of if i need to get laid <laughs> periodically then i'll just keep someone around but otherwise, yeah, but if I'm really attracted to them and I'm like, they're really smart, I'm constantly surprised by them or whatnot, or I feel like I can bring a lot to their relationship, to their, uh, their life, then I think that's... Um, do you think that you're... Accept- hey, do you think that you're exceptionally smart? Um, no, I know a lot of people that are smarter than me, but I'm not, I'm not slouched. Do you if do you find yourself mostly attracted to people who are less smart than you? That's funny you mentioned that. Uh, maybe not not purposefully, and like I don't like to. I don't really like to be around people who I don't think are very smart. But I tend to be like I have to like find it out on my own that they're not as smart as I thought they were. You know. Right, right. Maybe you're kind of lying to yourself because you think they're hot. Yes. Well, we're all doomed. I gotta go. Ding, 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 ding. Uh oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. Call from. 
Michael. Michael. Yes, hello. What's up, Michael? How did you know this was Michael? Because I'm psychotic. <laughs> That's kind of scary. I know, it's crazy, right? Listen. It is crazy. Michael, do you have a topic you want to discuss? You have a question? Yes, uh, um, I want to talk about the hurricane. Hurricane. Uh, yeah, my family's over in New York right now. This won't come out for a week, so if they're dead at that time, I am crushed. Yeah, I would be too. I would feel bad because I brought up the topic as well. Right, but we just don't know at this time, so it's just a clusterfuck. But anyhow, yeah, it's it seems pretty serious. I, I hope everyone's okay. They are in my prayers, etc. etc. <laughs> Mine too. Um, for the record, you have your coffee song stuck in my head for about a month now. Have you heard the new song? No, I didn't listen to last week's yet. Oh, uh, you have a real treat in store. We have a new song about when you're not fully awake, but someone still calls you and they come at you with that peppy morning aggression of only a morning person can really bring to the table in that way. So, Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you like it. Thanks. I hope I do, too. I know I will. I believe in you so strongly. You have an upbeat, positive voice. Is anything terrible going on in your innermost psyche, or do you feel like you're a generally happy person? I feel like I'm a genuinely happy person. That's great. How about you? I don't know. I'm on the fence. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm constantly straddling the fence between darkness and the light. Silliness to the right, dark times to the left, and I don't know which turn to make. I see, I see. Do you have a puppy? Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you have a puppy or a horse? No, I want a puppy and a horse, actually. I do, too. We should go in on... Let's go in on a puppy and horse together. Okay, horses are pretty expensive, though, and I don't have ample room to raise a horse right now. All right, well, that's going to present some issues, but I'll pay for the horse if you figure out where to house it. What state (laughs) do you live in? (laughs) I live in Chicago. Oh, man. I can't go there through all of winter due to the coldness. Yeah, I don't know where I, what I'd do with the horse in the winter. You sound like a surfer, like chiller. I can't believe you're in Chicago. I sound like a surfer? No, yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. Do you love cheese? I love cheese, yeah, and the Green Bay Packers. You don't have a Wisconsin-y accent. Can you turn it on for us or what? <laughs> like, uh, hey there. I was just watching the uh, Packer game this weekend, and uh, there was a lot of cheese on it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) I wish I could do a cool accent, but unfortunately, I have to go. Thanks for calling. Call from Richard Marks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a true legend here on the phone, Richard Marks of Right Here Waiting fame. Richard, are you there? How's my favorite Chelsea of all time? I'm great. Let's give him an applause. (laughs) Richard. As far as you're concerned, I've only really done one song. Yeah, that's the only one I really, really latched on to because that's the one with yearning in it, you know? Like, is is that not your favorite song that you've made? 
Um, I made so many songs, but I mean, I that is it. That was the biggest, probably the biggest one around the world. But I always like I sad. Cute. I think it's. I know you only like that one, and that's okay. At least I have one that you like. No, I like other songs. Like I will get into some other stuff. I'll hold on to the night or whatevs. But that right. one, it's just like that one has that yearning where if it comes on when you're driving in a car, you're gonna just be singing along in tears, thinking about all the yeah, wrong choices you've made and stuff. That's what I was hoping when I wrote it twenty something years ago. Twenty five years ago. Twenty thousand years ago. <laughs> twenty thousand years ago. Wait, so are you so, like, do you hate it when people talk about that song? No. Oh. No. Why would I hate that? I, I love that song. I'm really grateful that that song was a hit. And Will you so, sing why it? would I? No. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> well, this is our duet moment. I know. I'll join in. Ready? I'll sing the first line, then you call me. Wherever you go. Whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. People are crying in their Wait, cars I right want now. you to sing more of it. I just want you to hear it, please. <laughs> See, that proves you can sing, though. That no, proves you can sing. You were really... right in tune. You were right in key with me. I'm really proud of you. I don't even know what tune or key is. I mean, your voice... The way I met Richard, you guys, I got inv- I don't know how this even happened, but I got to go hear him sing at this intimate thing in Culver City, one of the most beautiful cities on the continent. Mm, I think and, it was a Craigslist thing, actually. Yeah, it was a, it was a intimate. <laughs> I don't know what the categories are. You answered, you answered my ad in Craigslist. Yeah, and I got to see his voice is crazy. I went with Moshe Kasher. We were both like in tears. We were like, this guy. I mean, it's like when you see that someone's a legend and you're like, oh, this is why they're a legend. First of all, hit after hit. Did you guys know he wrote the song Dance With My Father? Is that the correct title? That's correct. I just always call songs by their chorus, but... No, that's the name of it. I wrote it with Luther. Luther, Vandross, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Now, there's a legend. That is a legend right there. What was it like? He was a legend. I was, I'm a poser. He was a legend. Come on. You're so, like, always hard on yourself. You're not a poser. You're one of the American greats. How many people okay, can say that? Okay, so, fine. What was it like writing with Luther? How do you write a song with someone? Well, every every experience is sort of different. In a lot of cases, it's me and somebody sitting. Like, I've written um, some songs that became hits by Keith Urban, and when he and I write together, we always write, you know, in a room somewhere with a little drum machine going, and we couple, have you know a couple instruments at hand. A couple we of uh, there, and we we. What's that? Do you have a couple candles lit, some red wine flowing? <laughs> <laughs> Generally not with Keith, no. Um, so it's like, you know, we're in there, we're, we make up the music together, we write the lyrics together. In the case of Luther, we wrote, I think, four songs over the years that he recorded, including Dance with My Father, and we were never in the same room when we wrote them. I mean, and it's silly because we were great friends. I mean, we hung out together all the time, but when we wrote together, I would write... The music, uh-huh. and he and I would give him a recording of the music, and then like a week later, he would call me up and he would sing me oh my the lyrics God. to the melody that I wrote, and like that song, he just it was like he had this idea for uh, about his dad, and his dad died when he was like when Luther was like twelve, and he missed his dad, and the story is so sweet, and and he's just you know 
So when you, with my father again. And it was like, every th- I used to say that Luther could sing the menu to a Chinese takeout place and it would be super romantic. You should do that. That's a good idea. Well, that might be good. Yeah, Mugu Guy Pan was really a sexy line. <laughs> will, um, you, will you sing Mugu Guy Pan? Mugu Guy Pan. I'm just doing my Luther impression of Mugu Guy Pan. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sung that before like that. So there you go. You, you claim you claim the one copyright of that. <laughs> I will never stop claiming that. Um, wait. No. So when you go to write a song, you don't know, like you know that it's going to be about his father who passed away, but you're just not writing any words. Well, in that case, I just gave him a piece of music, and then that's what he came up with. He said, "You know, I want to write this about my dad," and he pretty much wrote um, the lyrics. I mean, I, I wrote the music and he wrote the lyrics, but in a lot of cases I, I write both. And in a lot of cases I'll write all the music and then I'll get with somebody and help them write the lyrics. I usually, you know, I usually kind of guide it musically for sure. Um, but you know, when I'm writing with another artist, it's important to write what they want to say. And when I'm writing by myself, I don't care what anybody else wants to say. It's all about me. Right. That must be the fun zone. The regular way, I mean, most of my hits, I think except for maybe one, mm-hmm. all of my hits that I had as a singer, I wrote by myself. I didn't have a co-writer. Um, so I could write whatever I wanted to say. Well, you know? maybe God was your co-writer. God was my, co- God was my co-writer. <laughs> Judging from and the results. Very, and he takes very little publishing, which is really cool. Yeah, wait, so do you just, you must be, as an American legend, are you able to have a lavish lifestyle? <laughs> uh, I'm, it's kind of lavish. I wish I could. I wish I could take a picture of where I am right now. I'm renting a house up in the hills mm-hmm. above Hollywood. And it's kind of decadent. I mean, it's pretty. The, my view and sitting by the pool, and I'm just here for the week. But it's kind of decadent. I mean, this is as decadent as I get. I don't. I don't have a posse. Do you I fly private? All over the place. I live in Chicago. I live a very quiet life. No fly? one ever recognizes me anytime. That's kind cool. of cool. Yeah. Do you um fly private, Richard? Sometimes. Do you love it? It's the best thing ever. It's crazy because a lot of comedians fly private now. Like if you follow comedians. Really? Yeah, like if you look at people on Twitter, like Kevin Hart is always tweeting about flying private. I flew private uh, with Aziz when we were on tour for one leg of the tour, one stop. Um, Tosh, I think, does like all these different people. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy that comedians are living like this. It's huge money. I mean, um, I'm just like, I guess that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half Jewish. My, my heritage is half Jewish. What? And that half of me is like, how can you possibly explain these airplane bills? But wait a minute, you then, are half Jewish. Yeah, Marks. Hello. I didn't know that. Remember when my I met my mom's a shik. My mom's a shiksa, but my dad's side of the family was so. You know, they say that it's all about your mom's side. I don't know what that comes from. That's no, I think it's stupid. Your, it's your mom's side that'll tell you if you're going to be bald. That's that's the real truth. Right. But the whole Jewish. If your mom's got to be Jewish, it's yeah, it's so crap. stupid. My mom's Jewish, and um, people are always like, okay, well, then you're Jewish. But I'm like, her whole side of the family was always fighting. So I hung out with the Italian side a lot more. So it's, like, annoying when people are like, you're Jewish because your mom's Jewish. It's like, well, like, culturally, I hate Jews. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
No, but what? So did you? But did you? Did you go to church or did you go to a temple? Neither. My parents were not religious. Right. Same here. We're so similar. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's, should, our, it's our bond. We should write a song called "Half Jew Mongrels." <laughs> Half Jew Mongrels. I think it's more. I think it's more of a sitcom pilot. But I'll just write the theme with you. Yeah. Well, I need you to be in it. You're my neighbor. And I'm always okay, like, fine. yeah, I'm always telling you to stop singing so loud. Cool. Or I guess I could also alternately be stalking you for your dulcet tones. Yes. Do you like the term That's the dulcet? Pitch right there. That pitch right there. And she's the stalker neighbor stalking him over his dulcet tones. And you're just constantly singing. I, I can't help it. Do you want to hear my coffee song and tell me if you think it's a, sure. good, a good song? Okay. Did you start something from our from our um, airplane Twitter chat? No, this is a pre-existing song that's been a, a real hit on my podcast, and I, that's why I want you to do a version. Oh, so wait, so this is a coffee song, not a mocha song. Right. We're going to write the mocha song. Right. I want you to make a mocha song for me, says I saw your Instagram or some photo you posted of how you were having a great mocha. Okay, so here's right. the coffee song. Richard Marks, what do you think? Um, it's a little pitchy, dude. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love it. It's my new favorite song ever. Oh, man. Well, listen, I never claim to be a great singer. What I have is heart. You know what I mean? You, do. you know what? You may not be like the perfect singer, but when you sing, you mean it. That's right. God damn it. What I need yeah. from you, you half Jew legend. You have to mongrel you. I need you to do a mocha version. Can you riff one? Riff one? Yeah. Hmm. Is it too? Is it too hard? Mocha. It's, it's, well, immediately, see, like mocha makes me like feel like really chill. So, like, where is your coffee? Co like, that's good. That's a good musical instinct. Like mocha, mocha. Because I mean, uh, coffee, coffee. Because it's right. like, it's just like caffeine. It's like right. in your face. It's like chill. It's aggressive. And mocha to me is more like chill. It's like mocha. Mocha, mocha, mocha. I, I got no lyrics. <laughs> that was it's good. Like chill, totally relaxed. No, can, you can still say cranking through your system, right? Yeah, I guess so, but it's just more of like it's more like a heroin kind of thing. What if it's Not like what if it's know. like got mocha gliding through my system? That's really kind of sexual now. <laughs> so what? Mochas are. Yeah, mochas are pretty sexy. Yeah, I don't know. I'll work on something. Yeah, work, I'll work on, on something it. full on and record it, and you and it'll be yours to do with what you will. Like I'll make you a little recording of a mocha song. I and would then love you and that. Sing on it together, and then that can be like anytime you feel like you need like you need to either a diversion in your set, right? Or you're doing a podcast and you're like, I just want to whip out a song. It's going to totally be a cool segue here. Oh yeah, here's a little thing I wrote with her Marks. And that we do edit on it's our mocha song, and then it's just like boom, just like you did with the coffee song. Yeah, this would be a total other gear changer. I love it. I I think this is a jackpot idea. <laughs> Let's is that a do it. Thing or did you just have a stroke? 
Uh, that's a jackpot machine, and I had a stroke. So I'm talking to you out of the left side of my mouth. Thank you so much, Richard, for calling in. Anytime, Chelsea. I miss you. Well, you're in L.A. We could hang out. (laughs) You are local now. We definitely could hang out. So, KIT. God, I hate to put someone on the spot and like be like, dance monkey. Like, I hate when people do that. Like, be funny, do bits, you know, or whatever. But Richard Marks, I just wanted him to sing like the entire song with his guitar. Um, what a, one episode, maybe I'll get him to do that. If he ever feels like doing it, I would love it so much, you guys. Like, his voice is crazy. It's like a machine. Everything is perfect. Like, when he's saying my voice is pitchy, I know my voice sucks. Like, I'm just being silly. But I don't even have any idea what pitchy really means. Like, this guy is perfection. His voice is sweet, dulcet, honey. You have got to hear him sing right here waiting for you. Top to bottom which I'm sure you have a million times because you've heard it on the radio and throughout your whole life. All right. Call from... Box Johnson. To accept... Pre- Who, Johnson? Box Johnson. Well, um, do you like makeup on girls or do you think it's... Do you prefer a girl with no makeup whatsoever? Um, if she wakes up with makeup, then it's no good. So you prefer, like, if you're walking around the street, you never are checking out girls wearing makeup. You're always looking for someone with no makeup whatsoever. Or somebody who has, like, no idea how to apply their makeup, because then I feel like we're we're a perfect match. Why? Are you kind of all over the place? Yeah, I don't, it's, you know, uh, deodorant some days, maybe some hair care products, another. Do you like soup? Um... Or- uh, why would you? That's so gross. Not sure. Do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? Um, Coke. Correct. But Coke and caffeine-free form, you, preferably. Do you believe in love? Um, only in songs. It's weird. No one really, like, the only guy who so far seems to be functional and believe in love is a Christian caller. Oh, no. Well, I didn't know we were doing lightning round either, but I guess it is late. <laughs> well, we got to try to strike gold. Do you know anything about the gold rush? <laughs> I live in Colorado, but we just pretty much mine for pot. Mm. Do you love marijuana? Tell me all about it. I'm a pot critic, so really I hate it. What does that mean? You write about it for high times? For a for a publication, no, not High Times, uh, for Culture Magazine, but we're we're second in distribution to the old green lady. So are you ever like, Ugh, I just want to have a totally sober night, but I got to get high for work? Well, I just try and do all of the getting high in one day, which uh, I think it helps the reviews. Man, I would kill myself if I had to get high for my job. No offense, that sounds. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it works for you. So it's advice night too. That's great. <laughs> yes. No, it's the edibles that are the worst part because you never know what you're getting. If it's just smoking, then it's like, all right, I've done this before. Oh but my the god! Edibles, you could be in for literally anything. No, it's so true. Like when I was in college, my mom came to visit. I was in New York, and she came to visit one weekend, mm-hmm. and my friends were all guys, and they were eating these edible pot brownies, you know, and. Uh, right. 
and they were just just jamming down pot brownies and i was like I, i'm a girl you know i like i love chocolate so i so i got in the mix i'm eating all these brownies pretty soon i was literally immobilized just sitting on the floor by the door to this dorm drooling and there was still a spot of drool there was a spot of drool there for weeks that i would pass by and remember and my mom i could not obviously see her she was in town and i just like couldn't hang out i was texting or i don't even know if i was texting i was sending excuses to her via pigeon carrier pigeon (laughs) this was back when i was a youngster and uh you know, it was just like so traumatizing. I literally couldn't move and people were walking in and out of the dorm walking by me and I'd just be like, oh, sorry. Just like, yeah, you're like trying to remember to breathe. Yeah. It like turned me on a point. It made me into a beast. So is that your worst story about drugs? Mm. Just eating some pot. Oh, what you let down? You want me to say I knifed someone up? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to tell you about the, the time where I ate edible pot and I knifed someone in their face for 20 minutes. And then I walked out of there. I was covered in blood. I, dr- I had to wash off at the gas station and burn all my clothes. And I went back. My pimp, I had a pimp at the time. He was like, what, what the fuck happened? Where were you? I, you were supposed to be making money for me. He beat me up. Then he shot my father in the face. And um, he killed my unborn child that I was pregnant with. So that's my worst drug story. Are you impressed now? Do you like me now? Have I gone far enough down the ladder? Uh, down a hole, I think. Yeah. All I want is for you to think I'm cool via my drug story. I approve of that story. Thank you. And I've dug myself up out of that hole and made a life for myself, so I couldn't be more thrilled. And God is real. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for your call. Oh, it's good. It's good again. Drug bravado. There's nothing more boring. You know what I mean? Like, my dad was a criminal defense attorney, okay? He's now retired. But at the time that he did that, like, I would always be like, oh, did you see this or that movie that has crime in it? And he'd be like, no, I really have no interest in it. Because when you're around criminals all the time, it just becomes boring, that kind of mind. It's not like this fascinating creature. It's like, yeah, the criminal mind is boring after a while. I feel the same way about drugs. It's like, oh, my God, tell me another story. Were you out of control? Did it get crazy? Were you like, whoa? Anyway, shout out to all the drug users. Definitely flood the inbox with your stories. It's always each each story of each um, overdose and each blackout is more fascinating than the next. Getting hungry. That made me <laughs> affecting my <laughs> attitude, one could say. Let's listen to some messages. Hey, Chelsea, I was just calling to see. Um, I just wanted to find out. I know that you seem to want to settle down eventually with a an architect, preferably a black architect. I was wondering if you would consider possibly a white veterinarian. Um, that's really it. I do, like you, have a slight social aversion. Not a huge fan of soup. Perfect. Although I do occasionally eat stew. Didn't know what your thoughts were with that either. All right, that's all. Bye. First off, that guy has the voice of a computer. So that makes me a little tentative. 
But um, I think it's funny that, you know, both of us hating soup. It's like, all right, let's do this. I want to just put out there. I love white guys. The black architect thing is somewhat of a joke, you know. Um, white guys are incredibly sexy. Um, you know, I, I think everyone can be. It's just, um, whatever. Uh, veterinarian, that's interesting. I don't know. Chelsea, this is DJ Camping Trip. I wanted to give you the exclusive. I call myself that because I only rap about what I know. That being outdoorsmanship and candid Italian foods. Uh, I'm over white rappers. give you a couple bars. Oh, should I go back and listen to those bars? I'm just like sick of white rappers. You know, I say that I used to be into white rappers, but it's no longer a thing. Same with black architects. Fuck it. I'm on to the next thing. Hey, Chelsea. Me, the code man. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm just calling from the newly remodeled Burger King in Ada, Oklahoma. And I'll tell you what, they really outdid themselves here. <laughs> it's a fresh coat of paint on the home of the Whopper. So anyways, uh, let me know what you think about that. I think that's wonderful. Shout out to Oklahoma, to that specific Burger King that has been repainted. And congrats to all the customers who get to enjoy that over in Oklahoma. Chelsea, you have a very poor opinion about soup. I, I, I don't understand would you consider chili soup? Uh, let me know. Thank it's crazy to me how worked up people are over my soup opinion. It's going to be interesting how my admission that I do in some instances like soup is going to switch up this whole soup game. But do I consider chili soup? Kind of. The only difference that makes chili have a slight advantage is you could put stuff on it like cheese and sour cream, in which case your, your um, bites get more variety which puts it towards more of a solid food genre. People do tend to overspice chili, though, and I don't like that. Um, but yes, a good chili is good, but once again, very bean-heavy. <laughs> once again, meaning for the first time I've ever said that. But it is bean-heavy, and that's not going to be a go-to if you're a beautiful young lady. Um, but anyway, it is crazy to me, like, I one time tweeted that I prefer mac and cheese to pizza. The response was as if I said slavery should do a comeback in the United States of America. Pizza lovers are insane. Maybe we'll talk to that uh, issue in the next episode. But pizza lovers froth at the mouth. <gasps> pizza! Oh my God, how can you say that about my Zaw? What? What? Mac and cheese is garbage, you know? And then there's like the peacemakers who are like, well, what about mac and cheese pizza? You know what? Most food combos like that suck. Either make me mac and cheese or make me pizza. The combos, I don't know. I've never had it. I'm open to trying it. But I bet you a great slice of pizza or a great plate of mac and cheese is better standalone than those mix-ups that people do. Anyway, pizza isn't that good. Neither is soup. <laughs> and if you want to fight and talk about it, let's fucking do it next episode. Come at me, dog. You love pizza? How original.
Get in line with the potato chip lovers. You should totally call me because I'm a moderately attractive black architect, so kind of a big deal. You can call me back up. <gasps> what? Hi, this is Chelsea Peretti. I received a message that you're a black architect. Yes. Yes, you did. Tell me everything! Okay, um, am I disqualified if that's a false statement? Oh my god, were you lying? I was, I lied about parts of it. What, you're black but you're not an architect? Exactly. <laughs> that is such a dirty trick. That is I your, thought that would be the only way I would get a call. That is, you crafty devil. What <laughs> is your profession? I am a college student. You rat bastard. I cannot believe you did this to me. <laughs> Do you think there are any black architects existent in the um, world? Well, it seems like in a lot of movies that if you want to be a fancy black person, you become a black architect. That's like yeah. a professional choice. Did you see um, Think Like a Man? Uh, what? Did you see Think Like a Man, the film by I, Stephen yes, Harvey? I did see Think Like a Man. Did you like it? I, I liked it a lot. I did too. It was like my favorite ever. So yeah, I thought I it was actually it actually wound up having a good romantic story. But I, I'm in love with Megan Good, so I was kind of rooting for her. She is their gorgeous. To fail. She is so gorgeous. It's crazy. Ridiculously. Every time she was on camera, I was just like, "This is insane!" And she, her beauty yeah. is like, she has very unique looks, but she's still like crazy. Like yeah. Oh, it's it's unreal. It no sense. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do not. I don't think I'd be able to handle it. <laughs> what if I told you you would? <laughs> I would she, not believe you. She really posts a lot of stuff about God and her husband. And, oh, really? Yeah, and she's wearing a fedora in 90% of the photos. <laughs> so, I love people who wear fedoras, so I'm, I'm interested in this. You now. like fedoras on girls? I love on girls, yes. What is wrong Sexy with you? quality of all time, fedoras. That is crazy. I honestly, fedoras are a deal breaker. <laughs> on a guy? For a guy? Yes. They make us look classy. Mm, most people who wear fedoras are not classy. I'll guarantee you that. Well, it, it makes us feel classy. Right. That's of our real feelings and <laughs> how we truly are. That's what you call a mirage. <laughs> or delusion. <laughs> so you're a black guy, you're in college, you're in love with Megan Good. Are you going to try yes, to become I'm an architect it. now? I'm not, I do not want to become an architect. It sounds boring. What are you going to become? Like some, like a computer programmer. What? Like that. That yeah. is, <laughs> that's interesting. Honestly, though, I do that's think. That's like 20 times more interesting than an architect. 
Well, I, I do think that I do like techie guys. I think that is a good profession. My engineer is nodding <laughs> in spite of himself. But listen, um, I wish you all the best. Um, was there any questions you had for me or are you just tricking me into calling you, believing my, my uh, fantasies of perfect love were realized? I think it's awesome that you called me, but uh, thanks for calling me. You're an awesome comedian. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. That bastard. I cannot believe I fell for that. That's smart. I mean, I would do the same thing because I'm a dishonest, conniving person. However... How cool would that have been if he really was a black architect? I would pick his brain like a motherfucker. <sighs> is Merc and Wretch? That's short for is Mercury in retrograde. Call from Aziz. Aziz. What's sadder? Uh, that the way you do the process is you just text me randomly. Can you call in and talk about Think Like a Man? Or that I responded right away and said, yes, call <laughs> Look, it was a great movie. We're both enthusiasts of the film. And what do you, <laughs> who's going to turn down an opportunity to chip chat about this wonderful film? The, the only reason, uh, the only sad thing is that it, it, it took the podcast for you to text me something like that. You could have just texted me, hey, call me and let's talk about thinking about thinking like a man for a little bit. And I would have called, called regardless of a podcast situation. I need to create content all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no fucking friendship. I want content. <laughs> So this guy just tricked me. I was saying how I wanted in past episodes, I was saying I wanted to meet a black architect. And I think that would be like the perfect boyfriend for me. Tongue in cheek, of course. You know, I'm open to all races and this beautiful rainbow of humanity. But this guy left a message and he goes, I'm a black architect. Call back. And I called and he's just like, no, I was lying. I'm black, but I'm not an architect. (laughs) So... He really tricked me. And then I got, it was instantly like shifted gears. I was like, have you seen Think Like a Man? Did you like it? And he said, yes. I said, who was your, who did you think was the most romantic couple? And guess who he said? Not, not, not the, well, I mean, I'll say who I think the most romantic right. couple is. Yes. I think that the, 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 you know, the strongest romance of the film is, is Romani Malko's. Uh, what? I would say Romani, and then uh, wait. So what are the, there's Romani, then there's Jerry Ferrara and Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Um, but who, wait, I mean, how are you forgetting just, our one that we always talked about? The tie. The chef, oh no, I love the chef. I love the chef too. But, but you came I don't out like, of. I I just like Romani, maybe because in my real life I relate to his character and his problems. <laughs> <laughs> There's this weird thing where he's like, where she's like, I just don't like her character as much. Um, The business lady? And I don't don't like the mama's boy thing as much either because we're talking about this like everyone that's listening has seen the film, whereas (laughs) a very small percentage (laughs) of people are understanding this conversation. But you know what? I urge you all to go listen, not just listen to, but also watch this film. It's really, it's one of the top films of the year. Um and no, but it's, it's very entertaining. Like, it is an entertaining film. Kevin Hart is hilarious. In it. Yes. 
the Romney's way. There's really funny stuff in it. It's a funny movie. Well, let's just break down the couple, okay? So, okay. Just so people have an idea of what we're yes. talking about. Yes. So Romney, Romney, uh, Romney Malco plays like this guy who's like the smoothest of his crew. He's like the smooth guy, always has like girlfriend. The ladies' man. And then the ladies' he's man. The ladies man. And there's a woman that he's trying to pursue that um, in the beginning of the movie hooks uh, <laughs> up with Chris Brown. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about Chris Brown's cameo as a total dick, which is the weirdest PR choice. Oh my god! This is this is we we could do an hour. This is going to be a separate episode, just so you know. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call this now. This is gonna uh, be, I'm going to be in the studio in like 15 minutes. It's going to be like you got to drive the studio. Okay. We, we can so literally. What Chris Brown in the beginning? Like he buys like two lattes or something no, like that. No, no, like she. He drinks one or something. No, you're messing this all up, man. Chris Brown and Megan Good. It starts with them having this sexy liaison, and she's like kissing him. Then she goes to get in the shower. She come and she. Oh, she had brought him a latte. She had gone out. She yeah, one so for him, one, one for, for her, uh, one for her, and he drinks both of them and just leaves. Yeah, right? he, he bounces with yeah, both lattes. Absurdly asshole character, <laughs> and it's yeah. like I feel like his like why wouldn't he be like I want to take a role where you see my soft side and my sweetness? No, he's like I'm gonna have this crazy scandal and then I'm gonna do a role <laughs> where I'm a bad boy and I'm being really <laughs> shitty to a girl. Oh man, yeah, it, it makes no sense that he, he decided to play the worst human being in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting choice, I guess. Now, so that's yeah, them. He is the least likable character in the whole film. He's the worst. Yeah. So, so then after that, uh, she's sitting at a bar, and uh, uh, her friend is telling her about. Who's Wait, like are man, we nar- are we going to narrate the entire movie scene for scene? <laughs> well, I mean, I think you need this backstory to understand the couple. Right. Okay. If you want to edit this in post, okay, so, okay. but I'd rather people have too much information than too little information, personally. Right, right, right. So, uh, so they're talking about this, and she's like, look, if if you don't want to meet guys like this, you got to start using Steve Harvey's 90-day rule. And that's basically, you don't sleep with a guy for 90 days. <laughs> 90 days. But it's you like... You do not mishear me. The rule is 90 days, which I immediately told Chelsea in the theater, which I just think is absurd. 90 days is too long. I can understand, you know, like saying, okay, I'm going to put this amount of time. But 90 days, I mean, three months, like at that point, you just... I mean, I would just feel like someone just hates me at that point. Well, you could do it if you were like out of town for most of those three months and you saw them like <laughs> once a month and then the third date you fucked. I, I, I wait 93 days before I take a draw on the second day, so this all works out perfect for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, okay, so that's the kind of the premise of that book that Steve yeah. Harvey so the, put out. The play, so that that's the so each of these couples is do, doing different things from Steve Harvey's book. So, so the 90 day rule girl is matched with Romani, who's like the player, and then like Jerry Ferrara, he, he like what he doesn't he doesn't want to grow up. Basically. Right, like, he's he he's has, like, like adolescent. Posters up. He, his house yeah. is like arrested adolescence, you know, and his his girlfriend Gab Gabrielle Union. I don't know why I have a stutter. All of a sudden, I'm so excited. Uh, she wants to clean up the house and have like a more adult life, and she wants him to propose. Yes, exactly. And then then there's um, the other woman who's going on the guy who's like a mama's boy. Yes. And I can't remember what her situation is. She, mm. Does she have any kind of court to her romantic situation or she's just trying to deal oh, with the mama? Oh, yeah. She was, no, she has a kid, remember? 
She has a yeah. She has a kid, and the guy she's dating is a mama's boy. So she and then the last couple is um the chef this guy, the chef. He's a, he's a chef. He but he's actually currently he's not doesn't have a restaurant or anything. He's like a struggling chef, and he's currently like a he's like a, a, a sous chef. Like he's a, yeah, he's a sous and, chef or something. Yeah, or he's like the valet or something. Like he basically no dude. Night, he fakes like. He fakes like he has. Okay, we can't do spoilers because so many people are going to see this now. Um, but True. but he like works in a lowly position in a restaurant. That's his thing. But anyway, but he somehow convinces this woman to have the impression that he's actually the head chef of this nice right. restaurant. That and is the woman actually is this very status of status of right. kind of workaholic. Um, you who know what? Is kind of getting over uh, a breakup where she had this dream man that she kind of broke it off with, or he may have broken off with her. I can't remember. But the situation is, she's actually seems like kind of a shitty person because right. she's like really obsessed with like you know her man having like a very high status and all this stuff. Right. So that's kind of their situation. They should have um, mashed Aziz. Imagine the super couple if you mashed up Romani's thing with. Uh, wait, no. You put what's her face? Now I'm blanking on her name. Megan Good, you put her with the chef guy, Michael Early. What's his name? Because because then you have the best, the best <laughs> you know people what? from all four of the couples. Just, like they're the best. Like they're I, the most likable people. Yes, because they're like the they're the kind hearted people. Because the woman who's like obsessed with professional stuff, it's like, all right, you're like really shallow. Yeah. And Romney, like. He's like a player who's like trying to get over being a player, but he's still kind of a player, so it's hard to sympathize with him. Chef guy is like a struggling chef yeah. that's like cooking breakfast for women. Yes. Uh, and then the Megan Good character is like a nice girl who's just trying to get tired of getting played. So if you put them together, I think, you know, that would and be the, the I think, power couple. Yeah, and I think Romany would have been good with the business lady character. Yeah, he may have been able to handle her business a little bit more right. than the chef. You know what's so funny? The is, chef is kind of like a doormat. I'm imagining like every laptop that this podcast is on right now completely shut off. <laughs> thrown, <laughs> Everyone thrown, just turned off. Yeah, like thrown through windows, thrown into the ocean. <laughs> like no one has seen I, this I mean, movie. I'm one of the people having the conversation, and I would have turned it off like five minutes ago. <laughs> I have such a short attention span. I've been like, okay, enough. I get it. You definitely need to edit this down. What we should do is we should just we should just watch Think Like a Man and then record like our audio commentary. So when people watch Think Like a Man, they can hit play at the same time yes. and they'll get our live like almost like director type commentary. Dustin, Dustin, our engineer oh. has volunteered to facilitate that if we want to do that. I would do that. I would also do a similar uh, a similar MP3 for Hitch if anyone's interested in doing that as well. <laughs> Hopefully this has been really helpful. To those of you who were on the fence about seeing Think Like a Man, we may have swayed some of you undecideds towards the must-view category. Um, Wait, so what happened with this art, the, the black guy who pretended to be an architect? He's just a college student who was tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like in his favorite couple. He's in love with Megan Good, and his favorite couple was uh, the chef. The, the I keep saying chef, but he wasn't a chef till. Well, we don't want to continue. Yeah, to spoil. yeah, we know, we, we know his deal. But yeah, right. okay, so that was his favorite couple. Right, a black architect does sound like a black architect sounds like an archetype of a future thing, like a man character. Yes, that yes. Seem like a guy who would be going through stuff. A black architect. Yeah, who's like maybe he's like really busy and he doesn't have time for women. And and then like he's got to meet a woman that like makes him realize he's got to sometimes like 
right. counted down with the work schedule. Now, it's interesting that he cooked for her in the movie, and that's what you and I latched on to, that he made her... Uh, out of leftover Thai food, he made her this like glorious breakfast one morning, and that really stuck with us as this romantic gesture. Now, w- would you um, Thai Thai eggs Benedict? Thai eggs Benedict. <laughs> yes, Thai eggs Benny. Which, we, that which is a, disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded cool because it was like he took what she had and he brought it to the next <laughs> level. You know. Yeah, yeah. And he brought it for her in bed. But the funny thing is, he didn't make himself any. So it's like, dude, don't just sit here and watch me eat. That's stressful. Yeah, that that is that is a little bit strange. He didn't make any for himself. That's true. But um, that's just you know me. I have an eagle's eye for detail. But um, Aziz, what one thing that's come up on the podcast today is like, when you're sick, do would you if you had a girlfriend, right? I don't know if you can. Mm-hmm. St- I don't know if you can stretch your mind and imagination that far. Let me let me uh, let me fantasize about not being completely alone. Okay, I'm in yeah. this space. Okay, let's go. Now, if she was sick and she had a cold, what if she texted you? I am sick. I have a cold. What would you do? What would I do? Um, I would go to Whole Foods. I would get the Whole Foods soups, which are like really good soups, um, and then I would get some um, wellness formula. I would get some um, some other stuff that I get at Whole Foods when I'm sick. I would probably uh, um, call her in uh, um, a Z-Pack, which is what I always take when I start getting sick. You know what a Z-Pack is? You take like two pills the first day and then one pill each day for like a few days. And then by the end, when you're done, you're usually feeling okay. So I get all that stuff in the day. I would say, is there anything else? What are we doing? Let's have children. No, that I'm is still, crazy. I'm still not done now. Oh, I would shit. Say, then I would say, okay, I would say, all right, so um, is there any food in particular you want? Because, like, when I'm sick, I, I feel like when people are sick, like, you know, you, there's certain things you may want to drink or eat, so I'll get any <laughs> stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, maybe maybe she likes Martinelli's apple juice. I mean, any girl that's dating me, I, I'm going to have to say they're probably going to be in a Martinelli's apple juice. Uh, right, that's kind right. of like a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say maybe that. Maybe she likes Gatorade. Maybe she wants some chocolates or something. I don't know. I'd get whatever she like felt like she needed. I, I would bring that, and then I would um, try to, like, find any, like, maybe, like, DVDs or anything just to, like... Good Lord. Um, to uh, keep her entertained if she's bored. Damn, does this sound like an accurate recap? She texts you, I'm sick. Before even texting back, this is you. (laughs) (laughs) On your way to Whole Foods, you've already got your shopping cart full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. That is amazing. And then you come and you show up at her door and she's just like, Mm, Thank you for your love. <laughs> oh my god i am so glad you called aziz so nice to hear a friendly voice wait so what have, what have other guys been saying that question like to me this is what's very confusing to me about yeah. just like like to me like guys are such idiots that seems like a very obvious thing to do i know like, get someone soup and some medicine like what are other guys saying like well oh, this- i would just like I don't, I don't even know. Like, what, what, was the, what are other people saying? I know. It's hard to wrap your head around the level of depravity. Depravity? I don't know. But the point being, these guys, like, they'll be like, oh, I'd do it in, like, the first month, maybe. But, like, 
I know. I'm like, why don't you just break up? And they're like, two different callers are just like, I just want basically like, they want pussy available to them all the time. And that's how they think of a girlfriend. But they don't really care, you know, about nurturing her or taking care of her deeper needs. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is, yeah. (laughs) You know, Ladies, any ladies out there, don't don't get discouraged when you hear these these men speaking like this. There's plenty of decent men out there that would would take care of you when you're sick. I I I hope that's the case. That is so funny that you straight up started addressing the ladies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> I wish I had sexy music to play while you're doing that, but I don't. <laughs> All I have, is, <laughs> I only have a leaf blower. Well, we're probably gonna get dinner soon, right? Yeah, I got I got some interest from David Cho and joining in this dinner. I'm nice. reading about this place we were talking about. It sounds very promising. I just gave him a ring. They're open. It's on. So whenever you're done, give a ring. Word it out. up. Thank you for calling. I hope for the females listening, and not just the females, but just the romantics amongst us out there, that you can take heart that Aziz Ansari is a kind-hearted lover and considerate person, and that there must be thousands of people like that in America. Yes. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye. Now, for this show, I think I should just lay out. If you're listening, here's some people that I want to call in. Have you ever been attacked by a bear? Call in. Or any kind of wild animal. Any severe medical issues that aren't going to be too depressing, please call in. I'd love to hear about your experiences. Are you a real estate agent? Call in. Are you a stylist? I'm interested in your profession. I have some questions. Call in. Are you a person who wears fedoras a lot? I'd love to pick your brain. Are you in the circus? Call. Are you a bus driver? Therapist? Dentist? I'd like to hear from you. Do you work at IHOP? Congratulations, your food's delicious. Are you a flight attendant? I need to ask you about 5,000 questions. Please call in flight attendants. Pilots as well. Are you a patent holder? I've been trying to get someone who has a patent to call in. I want to know about your process. Do you walk around feeling amazing all the time? Like imagine the person who created the foot pedal for the kitchen garbage can. That person must be walking around feeling like king shit 24-7. If you did that, call in. I'd like to hear from you. Do you have a horse? I would love it if you would go out into the stable or wherever your horse is located and feed it a handful of carrots and I can listen to that. That sound is worth a million dollars to me. I won't pay anything, but I would like that. Mold experts. Are you an expert in mold? I have some questions for you. Holistic medicine professionals. Call in bubonic plague experts are you an expert in the bubonic plague and how it affected the society of whoever got it do you work at a dating site or are you a professional matchmaker call in also just call in if you're in oklahoma that seems to be a hit hit location for callers oh Can you imagine being alive in the times of the bubonic plague? I wish there was film at that time. I just want to see how it impacted people and like, just how, can you imagine like, okay, this hurricane, which is now resolved or over, but we don't know what, how destructive it was at this time. 
Imagine the bubonic plague if you were if Twitter was still popping during the bubonic plague. How engaging those tweets would be. Anyhow, Richard Marks, what a hero. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk pizza. I know you're going to be coming for me. But right now, urgh.